It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Hello, friends. Welcome back to another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast brought to you by our friends at BuiltBar.com, the protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you will get $10 off your first order. What is going on, everybody? Billy Rossetti back with you guys here after... A nice weekend. Hope you guys had yourselves a good weekend. Uh, We're going to shorten things a little bit here with the week, uh, with now being into kind of the dead period of the NFL offseason being in June. Uh, We're going to shorten. We're not going to, we're going to take a little break from the five days a week. Uh, We're going to only go three days a week, uh, you know, for the time being. Uh, We might, might have weeks where we'll get four in, but um for for uh, like i said for the time being right now expect three days a week for now and we'll touch on some things like we've been continuing the uh the look back at years past and we might look at positional groups uh, i've got a great guest coming on uh in a few days actually uh, we'll get that up at some point maybe later this week or early next week uh so look for that hope hoping to try to get uh, one of my good buddies on here to talk a little bit about quarterbacks and kind of the NFC South landscape. Um, also, actually, next month, I might as well promo this now, next month, uh, probably a little before training camp, so expect it probably around mid-July. Uh, we did it back in February, and it was a lot of fun. We're bringing it back for uh, pre-training camp, the Ultimate Division crossover, where... All the hosts in within each division will get together. So it'll be myself, Ross Jackson, uh, one of the guys from Locked On Bucks, uh, whether it's whether it's uh, David or James, and then of course uh, Aaron Freeman of Locked On Falcons. We're all going to get together and just kind of discuss the the big topics that that went down in the division since we last talked in February, which of course means we're probably going to talk a little bit about some guy named Tom Brady down in Tampa Bay. Uh, but certainly a lot of lot of stuff we're going to cover within the division, so really excited for that. So uh, be on the lookout for that again. That'll probably hit, come your way around mid-July. But today, I wanted to look back at one of the Panthers' draft classes, specifically 2002, the very first year that John Fox was head coach of the NF or uh, head coach of the Carolina Panthers, the Panthers, of course, coming off that one and fifteen regular season, and of course the draft that gave the Panthers one of the historic players in franchise history. I am, of course, talking about Julius Peppers, who they selected with the number two overall pick in the 2002 draft out of North Carolina. Because remember, the Panthers, despite just winning one game, had the number two pick because 2002, of course, is when the Houston Texans came into the NFL and they, of course, were awarded the number one pick in the draft as the expansion franchise. And they, of course, took David Carr, the quarterback, out of Fresno State. But it meant that 
North Carolina's own Julius Peppers was able to land right into the hands of Carol of the Carolina Panthers, and we all we already know. I, I obviously don't have to get too much into Julius Peppers. We've talked about his career a number of times. We know what he's meant to the franchise, both on and off the field. He's a future Hall of Famer. Uh, you know, twenty twenty three. He's pro. I, I mean, let's face. It, he he's going to be. I think he has to be a first ballot Hall of Famer, and um, again, that'll probably be in 2023, so very excited for that, and yeah, it <laughs> can't come soon enough, I guess. But I want to touch on, I want to kind of do, I guess, like a where are they, or maybe not less just the where are they now, but just kind of what happened, just kind of look at the careers of the rest of of that 2002 draft. It's kind of a, a historical moment here uh, on the Locked On Panthers podcast. And as we know, uh, that 2002 draft was a little bit more than just Julius Peppers. The Panthers, of course, got themselves a couple other good players in that 02 draft, including their second round pick, uh, number 34 overall. That, of course, was Deshaun Foster. The running back uh, out of UCLA, uh, but of course, Charlotte-born, and we know, again, we know he had a great career with the Carolina Panthers as well. Spent five seasons with the Carolina Panthers after a uh, saw a very good college career at UCLA. 3,000, or excuse me, I'm looking at his NFL statistics, but he had a great season, or great career in college. Uh, he finished top 10 in UCLA history in touchdowns, rushing yards, and points scored. Uh, even setting a team rushing record for, uh, for true freshmen with 673 yards and 10 touchdowns on just 126 carries. Uh, so again, worked his way to being just outside the, the, the first round, 34th overall. Um, so it was an exciting time, but then of course he... Got injured in the preseason and wound up missing all of his rookie season. And then came back in 2003. And that, of course, is where you had the uh, kind of the first dynamic duo in for the Panthers as far as the running back position is concerned. As 2003, of course, is when the Panthers brought in Stephen Davis. So you had Stephen Davis and you had Deshaun Foster. And all of a sudden, Deshaun Foster kind of became... You know, almost took a back seat to uh, Stephen or Stephen Stephen Davis, excuse me. But um, you know, he was still still a pretty productive player whenever he he did get carries. Um, but of course, he was still kind of easing his way back uh, from that injury. Uh, he actually didn't see 200 carries in an NFL season until 2005. He only had 113 carries in 14 games for 429 yards. And then he played in just four games in 2004 as it was another season-ending injury early in the year, breaking his clavicle uh, in an early season game against the Broncos. So in just four games, he carried 59 times for 255 yards and two touchdowns. So he was off to a promising start, but unfortunately another injury kind of derailed him. But then he bounced back. Played in 15 games in 2005. Finally got over 200 carries. Took them for 879 yards 
and two touchdowns and was a big help in the in the Panthers playoff run that of course got them to the NFC championship game that year as he wound up kind of taking the place of Stephen Davis as the Panthers starters and he wound up setting franchise records for carries yards and average uh, yards per carry in a playoff game but once again the injury bug bit him as he was injured in the playoff game against the Chicago Bears and of course that knocked him out for the rest of the season though uh, it did preserve it did save his franchise record of 102 and a half yards per game in a playoff season so unfortunately the Panthers of course did not have him for the NFC championship that year which of course they would go on to lose uh, against the Seattle Seahawks then 2006 came bounced back in fact he had just signed a new three-year contract with the Panthers and he carried 227 times that season in 14 games 897 yards and three touchdowns and in 2007 he finally played for the first time in his career all 16 games in a regular season carrying 247 yards uh, or carrying 247 times excuse me for 876 yards and three touchdowns he would eventually be released with one year left on his contract in 2008 and then about a week later in February signed with the San Francisco 49ers uh, to play of course behind Frank Gore he played in all 16 games carried 76 times for 234 yards and one touchdown and that wound up being uh, his final season in the NFL so in total he played in 79 games across six seasons ran 927 times for 3,570 yards scored 11 touchdowns which of course is a, a low number but again injuries really took a toll there uh, he also caught 142 passes in his career for 1,129 yards and five touchdowns he has since become a college coach, uh, spending most of his time at his alma mater at UCLA. He actually began his coaching career in 2012 as a volunteer assistant with UCLA and then became a graduate assistant in 2013. Uh, he then and he was, did, uh, spent that, uh, or stayed in that role for 13 and 14, uh, or Excuse me, let me start that over. He was an undergraduate assistant for three years and then a graduate assistant, uh, 14 and 15. Then actually went into uh, an administration role with UCLA as he became the director of player development and high school relations. Did that 15 and 16 uh, before getting back into the coaching ranks in 2016 as running backs coach for Texas Tech. And now he is back at his alma mater. He has been the running backs coach for UCLA since 2017. So, of course, he is working hand-in-hand -hand now with the one and only Chip Kelly. So that's kind of the where he is now for Deshaun Foster. Deshaun Foster wasn't the only solid, very solid player that the Panthers drafted outside of Julius Peppers in that draft as well. Linebacker Will Witherspoon was their third-round pick. Uh, in 2002, number 73 overall out of Georgia. He spent four years with the Carolina Panthers, and he actually worked his way into the starting lineup 
at middle linebackers, he had to replace Dan Morgan uh, about halfway through the season after Morgan suffered an injury. He ended up with 71 tackles and one and a half sacks in his rookie season. And then 2013 was the only Panther linebacker to start every game as he again had to fill in for Dan Morgan at middle linebacker. Uh, his first interception came that season uh, off of Aaron Brooks and played in Super Bowl 38, posting 16 tackles. He ended that season with 99 tackles and one, uh, one sack and one interception. He then started every game again for the Panthers in 2016, where he had uh, three sacks and four interceptions and a career high or then career high of 103 tackles. And in 2005, played in 15 games, 81 tackles, two and a half sacks, and in, and uh, two interceptions. He then left the Panthers in free agency, signing a six-year, $33 million deal with $15 million guaranteed. And keep in mind, those were the big money contracts back in the day. You know, those aren't the... Nowadays, these are your typical, and you rarely see six-year contracts at all anymore in the NFL because these players want to get to free agency as many times as possible. So you almost never see a six-year contract. And again, this kind of money uh, was big back in that day. But he signed a six-year deal, $33 million with the St. Louis Rams uh, and wound up spending four seasons there. Actually, three-plus seasons with the Rams. Uh, he, uh, His first season there in 2006, played all 16 games, set a new career high with 113 tackles and three sacks, and then had 110 tackles and seven sacks, and was named Team MVP for the Rams in 2007. Uh, I say he spent three-plus seasons with the Rams because midway through the 2009 season, Witherspoon was traded from the Rams to the Philadelphia Eagles for Brandon Gibson and a fifth-round pick in 2010. And he had six tackles, one interception, which he returned for a touchdown, one sack, and a forced fumble uh, in his first game with the Eagles against the Redskins. He played 17 games that 2009 season, becoming just the fifth player since bye weeks were reintroduced in 1990 to do so, as, of course, he was traded before the Rams bye week and after the Eagles bye week. So he himself did not have a bye week. Uh, he was That 2009 season wound up being the only season that he spent with the Eagles as he was released. Uh, but then a few days later signed with the Tennessee Titans. And then returned to the Rams in 2013 after three seasons with the Titans. And 2013 wound up being the last year he spent in the NFL as he uh, as he retired after the 2013 season after not being signed with the team uh, since then he was he has been a sideline reporter or at least at the time took a job as a sideline reporter for Rams radio network and he also owns the sustainable Shire Gate farm near Owensville Missouri so that's the career and kind of time span now of Will Witherspoon, who again was a pretty solid player, uh, four-year career with the Carolina Panthers.
We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Before we touch on the rest of the 2002 draft, I, of course, have to thank our great sponsors over at BuiltBar.com, the best-tasting protein bar ever. They are very tasty because they taste just like a candy bar. They have 16 amazing flavors, chocolate with nuts, chocolate without nuts, all different types of flavors, and their bars are covered in 100% chocolate, and they are soft and easy to chew, so they're not your typical protein bars that can be tough to chew or have that bad aftertaste. These actually taste good. And they're healthy. They're great for the health-conscious guy. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. And these bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber. For example, peanut butter brownie. 20 grams of protein, 170 calories, 3 grams of sugar, 3 grams of net carbs. So here's the special offer for you listeners out there. Go to BuiltBar.com, use our promo code LOCKEDON, and you get $10 off your first order. So again, promo code LOCKEDON, $10 off your first order at BuiltBar.com. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. So jumping back into the 2002 draft look back, we look at a player that wound up having two stints with the Carolina Panthers, and that was fourth-round pick Dante Wesley, the cornerback out of Arkansas Pine Bluff, who was the Panthers' one or, or was the 100th overall pick in that 2002 draft. He was a two-time second-team All SWAC. And he was first-team All-SWAC and an All-American in 2001. He spent uh, four seasons with the Carolina Panthers before signing a two-year contract in free agency with the Chicago Bears. Uh, His first stint with the Panthers, he played all but six games in the regular season. He uh, He had 70 tackles. Uh, One sack, three forced fumbles, two fumble recoveries, and 12 passes defended in his four seasons with the Panthers in his first stint. Uh, Again, he signed a two-year contract with the Bears, but only played one season with the Bears as he was then traded to the Patriots uh, for an undisclosed draft pick of the 2008 draft. But then he never played a regular season game with the Patriots. He was released... Uh, as part of final cuts before the 2007 season, and then returned to the Carolina Panthers. And that season, he scored his first career touchdown on a 12-yard fumble return 
against the Saints in the 2008 finale. He only uh, that, and that was a that was uh, 16 games that he played in 2008. He only played in two games in 2007, but played all 16 games in 2008. Uh, total nine tackles, two forced fumbles, and a fumble recovery. 2009, he played in 15 games, uh, totaled 11 tackles, one sack, and two fumble recoveries, and three passes defended. And that wound up being his final season with the Carolina Panthers. He would play his final year in the NFL in 2010 with the Detroit Lions, uh, playing just three games with the Lions, two tackles he recorded. So in his career, 107 games, 104 tackles, two sacks, five forced fumbles, five fumble recoveries, and 18 passes defended. So that was Dante Wesley. Then they took a quarterback in the fifth round, number 137 overall. That was Randy Fasani out of Stanford, who did not have much of an NFL career. His highlight was back in college when he was an honorable mention All-Pac-10 in 1999. Uh, But his NFL career basically only lasted two years. Uh, He spent 2002 with the Carolina Panthers playing in four games, throwing for 171 yards on 15 of 44 passing and throwing four interceptions. He made just one start in the NFL. That was October 27th of 2002 against the Buccaneers. He was 5 of 18 for 47 yards, no touchdowns, three interceptions. His passer rating was 0.0. And that's what his NFL career is best known for. 2003, he uh, spent the offseason and uh, practice squad with the Buffalo Bills and the New York Jets, but he never appeared in any regular season games. And just like that, he was out of the NFL. Uh, Nowadays, he is a high school coach. Uh, He currently assists at the... Del Oro Junior Golden Eagles football program, and he was the varsity football coach for the Ripon Christian Knights. Uh, did that role in 2019, as in Ripon, California. He's al- he's also worked as a police officer in Visalia, California, and Roseville, California, and has been a field sales representative for Sierra Gold Nurseries since 2009 so uh plenty of good accolades for him outside of football or at least outside the nfl uh for randy fasani kyle johnson was their other fifth round pick in 2002 pick 145 overall uh, was drafted by the panthers but never made it to the panthers he was actually cut after training camp and spent time on the practice squads of the Giants and the Lions. But he was able to carve out a five-year career with the Denver Broncos. He didn't play much in 2002, um, but did work his way uh, in 2004 as a backup and a special teams player. And wound up moving into the fullback spot uh, due to injuries to fullback Ruben Drones. Uh, but then he himself suffered an injury to his right ankle ending his season uh, pre, kind of prematurely in 04. 
for the next couple of years. Then he became the starting fullback for the Broncos, and, and that's, that career included six touchdowns in 2006, five catching and one rushing, and he created the signature Bucking Bronco uh, celebration dance. Uh, but that would be his last hurrah in the NFL. He was cut by the Broncos in 2007, uh, but then re-signed with them in, uh, around Thanksgiving of 07. Uh, but then was cut again five days later, and that would be the last of that would be the last of Kyle Johnson we would see in the NFL. Uh, Keith Heinrich was their sixth round pick. He was a tight end out of Sam Houston State. Actually, spent six years in the NFL. He was drafted by the Panthers in 2002, but that wound up being the only year he spent with the team. He would then go on to spend three years with the Cleveland Browns, uh, spent part of the 06 offseason with the Miami Dolphins, and then spent two seasons with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers before finishing his career with the Baltimore Ravens, and then actually spent two years of the UFL, the old United Football League, uh, spent two years with the Florida Tuskers. Uh, and then, of course, after that season folded, that wound up being the end of his football career uh, but he was a two-sport star in basketball and football at Sam Houston State including a member of the 2000 Southland Conference Championship basketball team as well as the 2001 uh, Southland Conference football team so had a few accolades including being a first team 1AA All-American in 2001 but that was uh, that was the extent of his football career. Uh, they they did draft a guard in 2002, but there's not even any stats or uh, much on him. That's Pete Campion, the guard out of North Dakota State. And then their final pick was pick number 258 overall. And that was uh, Brad Franklin, who uh, was drafted seventh or in the seventh round. He was a cornerback out of Louisiana Lafayette, but... Never made the roster, and um, looking at his stats, he wound up actually only having one year in the NFL. That was with the Jacksonville Jaguars in 2003, playing just four games and totaling three tackles. And so that's kind of the where are they now slash what did they do of the 2002 draft picks not named Julius Peppers, so kind of a nice little uh, time travel there. Uh, we might do a cu couple more of these draft picks again, just to fill fill some time. You know, obviously it's like I said, it's a dead period in June. It's uh, we're just eagerly awaiting uh, the start of training camp. Hopefully, we do get uh, some semblance of a training camp at the end of the, at the end of July. But we're just gonna hang tight and uh, just knock on wood until then. But um, with that, I think we're going to uh, take off here. Uh, as always, thank you guys so much for tuning in and listening. Appreciate it. And hope you guys have yourselves a great rest of your Tuesday. And we will see you next time right here on LOP. Until then, take care, my friends. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. 
Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.